Can changing your corner of the universe change the world? We think so. You've heard the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. But what does that look like? This is where we meet the people that are walking that out. One person, one idea, one decision at a time. Here's Vaden and Rex. Welcome to another episode of My Corner of the Universe. We just finished an awesome interview with Samuel King from Blue Earth Compost. What I really liked about today's interview is they started with something that nobody wants, garbage, and they turned it into a business. And through that business, they decided to serve their whole community. And it's really grown into something special for their area, their city, but they're expanding even beyond that. So it shows how taking action and starting with that small idea can grow into something bigger than you even expected. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to My Corner of the Universe, Sam. Hey, how's it going, Rex? Good, good. So let's just kind of start with the basics. Um, what is composting for people out there that might not be aware of what it is? Sure. Uh, composting is the process of taking material that was once living um, and breaking it down and turning it back down to its basic elements, um, which is soil. Um, so taking things like food scraps, uh, lawn clippings, uh, leaves, um, putting them in the right environment and the right uh, conditions in order to uh, turn them into compost, which is essentially a, a, a natural fertilizer. Awesome. Okay. And tell me a little bit about the genesis of Blue Earth Compost. How long have you guys been around? How did you kind of get started? Sure. Uh, Blue Earth Compost has been around for a little over five years now. We started okay. in November of 2013. Um, and we started as a small residential collection company. So we would go to a uh, small number of houses in uh, Hartford and West Hartford, uh, give them a uh, green container, which was about four gallons, um, that's lined with a, a biodegradable plastic bag and, and pick up from them once a week uh, and bring all of that material to a, uh, a composting facility. So um, what we were offering was the ability to uh, compost for people who you know didn't have background, backyard space, didn't have the time to do it or just um, didn't want to do it for one reason or another, uh, they could pay us to do it for, you know, do the dirty work for them. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. So we uh, just, uh, yeah, go ahead. From, from that, I mean, how did the idea, I mean, were you there from the beginning, Sam, as far as when the company started? Uh, no, not personally, no. I joined I joined the business uh, about three and a half years ago. Okay. Uh, but is your question more towards, like, uh, how did the idea come about? Yeah, exactly, yeah, uh, where so the, you know was it just hey I'm I'm currently composting I wonder if other people want to compost how did that start? Yeah, um, well it was started by a woman named Susanna Castle and she had been inspired by companies, uh, but specifically by a company called Compost Now, which is down in the Research Triangle down in uh, in North uh, North Carolina, um, and uh, you know they had had some success over the over the years uh, with this model and. And I think the people that come to this uh, type of business are usually inspired by the environmental um, the benefits of it. Um, when you compost, you are doing a lot of really good things. The first thing that you're doing is making sure that food scraps um, are not ending up in the landfills or incinerators. Um, landfills and incinerators are both huge environmental detriments. Um, landfills are, are things that um, make it so those resources are trapped in a place so that they can never return to um, to the environment uh, and be used. Um, and also, they obviously leach things into our waterways and, 
and they leach out methane, um, which is a, a greenhouse gas. And incinerators the same way, you know, burning our trashes is, is not a good way to go. Um, we put all those greenhouse gases and we, again, we lose the nutrients that are in food that could be going into soil. Um, so what, you know, what Susanna saw and what companies like Compost Now and, and dozens, if not hundreds at this point, of other small composting companies around the country have seen is that, um, you know, this is a really great way that you can make a, uh, a beneficial impact for the environment and uh, hopefully help out the community that you're in and, and create a living for yourself and for others. Gotcha. And, and so um, with your guys' uh, model that you use, do you, so you're doing the collection side of things. From the collection side of things, where does it go from there? The majority of our material goes to a place in Southington, which is called Quantum Biopower. Uh, and that's a, a fancy composting facility. It's not like the traditional composting facility where you just take all this material and you put it into these large piles um, and then turn them over. That's called windrow composting, which uh, the majority of composting is. Um, and it's basically just a larger scale of what you could do in your own backyard. Um, what quantum biopower is, is an anaerobic digester. And what that means is that they are able to, uh, during the process of composting, um, harvest the biogas that's naturally occurring um, in the decomposition of material and in, in the composting process. And they can send that into a generator and um, burn it and produce uh, class one renewable energy. So they produce, um, I think it's 1.2 megawatts of power with the tons and tons of food waste that gets brought to them every day. Gotcha. So um, that's going to be different than the what you kind of referenced earlier, which was an incinerator, correct? Yeah, so an incinerator uh, is different because they're just burning the material. They're not creating anything good other than the electricity. Um, they're not creating the compost, which is part of the anaerobic digestion process. And it's also, you know, it's cleaner because they have a much more controlled um, feedstock. You know, they're only using food and organic materials, whereas an incinerator, they're burning all kinds of crazy stuff that people gotcha. in the trash. Um, gotcha. And the reason why an anaerobic digestion is, is also preferable over uh, traditional composting is because of that whole methane thing that I was talking about before with landfills. Um, when you are composting in a land in a composting in a um, in a windrow compost, uh, that methane, which is part of the decomposition process, is still being released even though you are making compost. Um, but whereas with an anaerobic digester, that stuff is being um, uh, collected and burned. And it creates carbon dioxide, which is a greenhouse gas. But if you are um, familiar with climate science, you might have heard that methane gas is, right. depending on where it is in its life cycle, it's it's like between 20 and 40 times worse of a greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide per molecule. So it's a it's a it's a a, a benefit in that way as well. Gotcha. And um, to kind of take a step back, so you guys started got started roughly five years ago and i imagine it was relatively small when when things first got started just a couple friends and family or just how did the business kind of start to where you guys are now yeah so my current partner alex um and his family have been running it uh, pretty much uh since the start Susanna had to uh got relocated with her husband because her husband was working for another company moved out to the west coast and sold it to my current partner alex and they've been running it ever since um, and it's definitely been a family affair. Uh, his parents help out um, all the time. Um, we do have um, uh, five other people, uh, well, including Alex and myself, we have four other people 
So uh, we have two full-time drivers, one maintenance person, and one part-time driver. Um, so we, we, you know, we're rounding out our team. Um, we have uh, a, a couple hundred uh, residential accounts, uh, as well as about 75 commercial accounts throughout the state. Um, we divert, you know, somewhere around 25 tons of food per week. Wow! Uh, so that's pretty great. Um, yeah, we're just we're just trying to build the company to the point where you know, uh, you know, we're we're already one of the top um, composting companies in the state. But you know, we just want to we want to get it to the point where it's it's a it's a fully sustainable business. Gotcha. Um, and I kind of I want to go back to that, but since you kind of um, bring that up as far as growth, I mean, what are you guys' visions for where you want to take it? Do, is it something that is franchisable, or is it what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, you know, um, you you could see it could be seen as a franchise. Uh, it's more likely that it would just kind of grow as a, as a as a single owner business, as as an owner or not single owner, but but um, small ownership team. Um, but yeah, the growth plan is just to, to to try and get more hospitals, more universities, uh, more grocery stores, restaurants, all on board doing this. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a, a you, you know, we understand the reasons why it hap- needs to happen. Um, it's just about convincing the broader public at large about it. Um, and that's kind of um, where we are. You know, it's a cultural change. Places like San Francisco and, and Portland, where they already have this and where it's already flourishing, um, is because the people there understand the value of it. Um, right. We're still a little bit behind that here in Connecticut, where we're trying to make that case because. You know, we have to do education and sales at the same time. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's the growth plan. We just need to we just need to get more people involved. And uh, you know, I, I kind of came across you guys through GoFundMe. Tell me a little bit about the the crowdsourcing side of things that you guys have done. Yeah. Um, so um, recently, we did a. It was actually Indiegogo. We did a crowdfunding campaign. Um, which was uh, to help us do uh, get the onboarding costs for a brand new uh, dump truck that we, re- we, we we're getting uh, that we have now. It's been on the road for about a month and a half. Awesome. Um, the dump, yeah, thank you. Um, the dump truck is uh, something that greatly expands our capacity and helps us to do the job just a lot better and easier. Um, and it's it's um, it's a custom it's custom to what we do. It's not just like a standard dump truck that you'd see picking up trash um it's custom for food doing food scraps so that's really awesome um and we were able to get a lot of the funding for that from a uh, loan from the state of connecticut from the department of economic and community development but the loan only covered the the cost of the truck and we had so many other costs that we knew we were going to have to incur in terms of um buying dumpsters uh, hiring somebody to drive it um doing all the marketing and just uh, a uh, you know, paying for the insurance, all the things that you'd never really think about right. until you're actually running a business. Um, and it just felt like the right time to ask, uh, you know, our community to, to, to get behind us. Um, and they totally did. They stepped up and they helped us raise over $20,000 for wow. those, those onboarding costs. Um, and uh, it brought in a lot of new customers and we were able to get a lot of attention, um, you know, just kind of, uh, which is uh, the reason why we're talking today is because we right. to, yeah, to, exactly. to really spread the word. Um, and it's, it's been great, you know, it's, um, it's really good to see that, uh, people want to see this happen. So we just, we're out, we got to go out there and, and actualize it now. What was the, the crowdsourcing, um, process like for you guys? I mean, I imagine this is all new as you're going, but I mean, was that uh, process, did you 
hit some hurdles or was it smooth? I mean, tell me a little bit more about that process. Yeah, it had a lot of hiccups to start, but actually once once it got rolling, it was it went really well. Um, we hired a friend of ours who works for an arts and culture organization called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner that's also based here in Hartford. I um, mean, he had run crowdfunding campaigns before, so he was basically our consultant. And it took us a long time to like iron out all the details and make sure that we had our ducks in a row. But that planning that we had done and, and making sure that we, you know, had the right foundation for it was so vital to making sure that we had a successful campaign because if we had to figure out some of the things on the fly that we did beforehand um it would have really hamstrung us to be able to achieve what we wanted to do so um yeah i mean the development phase before we actually clicked you know go on the campaign was probably like four months wow so um you know during the campaign we had we had jeff's help was the guy i was talking about but we were, you know, we were all hands on deck. We were just trying to do everything that we could, and and um, and so for that reason, it, it did go. It went smoother than I expected it to. Awesome. And so, I mean, that's probably great feedback for anyone that's listening and and potentially, you know, wanting to use crowdsourcing for for their business or their yeah. endeavor. Um, did you guys make a video that kind of helped, uh, you know, tell your guys a story? What did that look like? For sure. Yeah, we had a a, a campaign video. Um, it was about a two-minute-long video that just kind of quickly went through our history, um, told people why we're doing what we're doing and why we needed their help. Um, and that was, again, organized by Jeff. He, he helped us to get the, the camera people and do the editing for it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I don't remember what the, the stats are, but you like the campaigns that have videos are do just way, way better than right, that. Right, right. Right, they tell the story for you. Another thing I kind of came across, uh, you know, was that as far as your guys is how your business is formed, you kind of have a unique um, corporation uh, forming rather than being a nonprofit. Tell me a little bit about how you guys are formed. Yeah, well, so we're a for profit business, but we're also what's called a B Corp. Um, and B Corp is a uh, certification for businesses that have the, um, the triple bottom line concept. So um, our job as a B Corp is to make sure that we're not just tracking our progress on how our, you know, our P&L sheets look, our profit and loss sheets, but we also need to be really conscious about how our operations impact the environment and the community that we're in as well. Um, so it, it's kind of a way to say that we're a business that um, walks the walks, not just talks the talk. Um, so obviously our, our business is, is extremely environmentally minded, but we, you know, we track all the weights that we bring in because we know that, um, you know, we, we have, we have data that we've, we have ascertained from, from two places. One's called the High, Highland, uh, Highfields Center for Composting. And the other one is just data from the EPA, the, the Federal um, Environmental Protection Agency. And uh, the reason I bring those up is because um, the data that we've gotten from them tells us that for about every 35 pounds of food that we are able to um, divert from going into the incinerator, it's about the same as um, making sure that a gallon of gas doesn't get burned if you, t- wow. if you use the environmental equivalency. So it's really important for us to track how much we weigh, uh, how much we're collecting, because uh, that shows us our environmental impact, which we can compare with the fact that you know we're putting trucks on the ground. So we are pumping out carbon dioxide into the atmosphere by driving. Um, and, and our environmental impact is far higher than the than the um, the the environmental benefits are far higher than the impact that we're making on the environment. Gotcha. So that's that's really important to us. 
and um, to talk about, you know, the social impact that we're doing, you know, we are in Hartford um, for a reason. It's not because, you know, just because it's a central part of the state or because it's the capital of the city. Uh, we're in Hartford because um, Hartford is a, uh, for generations, has been a, a left behind city. Um, and it's a city full of um, income inequality and segregation. Um, and it's it's a poster child, basically, for uh, white flight and 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 like the the false promise of urban renewal. Mm. Um, so we we're trying to get companies and people to move back to the city um, in order to to revitalize the city um, because the suburbs don't exist without the city. Right. And and and, and you know just to get back to the idea about um, you know environmental impact, having all these people drive into the city to go to work and then leave is obviously has, has some <laughs> right. bad impact as well. So, you know, we're, we're, we, we're very cognizant of that. We, hi, we try to hire as much as possible um, people who live in the city or, or grew up in the city. Um, you know, half of our workforce is people who are second chance employees, meaning that they've been previously incarcerated. So um, the B Corp awesome. status is really something that, that um, you know, we, we want to be a, a, a force for good, not just a business, you know. Right. That's awesome. Um a couple things came up, you know, while, while you're um, describing, you know, how you guys are formed. Um, one is you kind of touched on, you know, you, how you're weighing all the food that comes in or all the compost that comes in. Um, can you talk some more about some of the stats of like how much waste is, uh, you know, is thrown away every day? Or do you guys have keep any of that that is basically, um, you know, we don't even think about how much food waste we have every day yeah it's a lot um yeah i could talk in broad strokes i can talk specifics i mean broad strokes you know what a lot of people are saying a lot of the data says is that about 40 percent of the food that's grown in the united states never actually makes it to somebody's mouth wow a lot of that gets lost in distribution and at the grocery store and at the consumer level so there's something that we can all do on that level is you know just making sure that we're not wasting food throwing it away um, so, you know, that has obviously huge environmental impacts because you're not, right. just, you're not just, it doesn't just mean that we're throwing all that stuff in the trash. It means that we're wasting all the water that it took to, to grow that we're wasting all the energy that it takes for all those trucks to move things around and for all the farm equipment to do all this stuff. It's just, it's just a massive waste and it's incredible. It's, it's truly monumental. It's, it's like too much to wrap your mind around. Right. Right. Um, in the state of Connecticut alone, we waste about 500, um, 5 million tons per year of food. No, hold on. 500,000 tons of food, not 5 million. 500,000 tons of the numbers. There's so many Just for in Connecticut alone? Just in Connecticut. And Connecticut is obviously one of the smallest states. Right. Um, so, uh, and, you know, like I said before, we're doing like 25 tons a week. I think, you know, if you did the math, we're probably diverting somewhere around 1% of the total. So there's okay. still so gotcha. much room for growth. Right. Obviously, so much of that has to be, one, obviously, first, making sure that we're not wasting that much food. Secondly, making sure that food that is made makes it to people's mouths. And then after that, it's it's doing other things with it, like composting. Um, so um, there's so many different ways we need to tackle this issue. And, and we're, we're just, we're, we're one part of it, but we're trying to make sure that we're we're growing that and, and making as much impact as possible. Now, when you guys set up um, a new account, whether it's residential or commercial, um, 
I imagine you have guidelines what can and can't be composted, right? What does yeah. that look like? Well, so we can compost a lot of the things that you'd already imagine, like uh, fruit peels, um, you know, veggie scraps, garlic skins, all that stuff. All the stuff that, you know, if you have a basic understanding of how compost works, um, you would do in your own backyard. Um, but we can also take things that um, you wouldn't be able to do in your own backyard, things like meat and cheese and bones, because we're composting on such a large scale. Mm. Uh, so um, the saying is uh, that we usually say, just to, to make it easy, is if it grows, it goes. So gotcha. if, it's, if it came from something that was a living being, we can compost it. Gotcha. Okay. And, and as far as um, do, do people ever request compost back, like once it's actually been made back into soil? How does that work? Yeah, all of our residential customers are entitled to it as part of the service. Okay. We, uh, we give it back three times per year. We, we, um, we deliver about 50 pounds per delivery. Um, and uh, the commercial customers, is, is it's not part of the service, but for some of them, like um, especially with like schools um, and some of our smaller like cafes and stuff where they might have like little beds of um, like herbs and stuff, like kitchen gardens. Gotcha. Um, we, we've been able to help out with stuff like that too. Gotcha. Is there an avenue uh, potentially to sell uh, the soil on the on the back end of things for you guys, or what does that look like? Not at this time because we don't own the composting facility that we work with. Gotcha. Okay. So once we bring them the the food scraps, um, they they own it from that point. Gotcha. Um, we would love to own our own composting facility in the future. It's just a matter of um, you know. It's a much bigger um, business plan, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. To start a little compost collection company and grow it to where we have, um, you can easily bootstrap that. But if you have to um, buy land or even or, or rent land and buy all the the big yellow machinery and and the bagging stuff like that, it's you're talking about millions of dollars at that point. So gotcha. Um, it's just about getting there. Yeah, for sure. In um. As far as, I mean, obviously, you guys have your website, which, uh, what's your website for everyone? Uh, www.blueearthcompost.com, all one word. Gotcha. And so, people can go there, they can learn more, they can sign up for your guys' services. Do you guys do uh, any kind of, like, community activities that people can get involved in if people want to, you know, help in other ways? Is there other ways that people can reach out to you guys and do things? Sure, yeah. I mean, so we do do events um, we go to events in the area to, to educate people about composting and about recycling, and and oftentimes at those events will will be the people helping people sort. So, gotcha. You know, um, being the uh, being the the first line of defense to make sure that the contamination doesn't end up in in the compost or recycling, and at the right. same time telling people about you know you know because every time we have people who are like oh I always thought this was recyclable, or oh I always thought this was compostable, um, so we're helping out with that. So uh, if you're interested in helping out with stuff like that, we'd be happy to have volunteers. The other things are, you know, things that just kind of come up, like helping us bag compost um, to deliver to customers. Um, that's another way that people can get involved. Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate you and, and for your time today. Um, it sounds like, you know, you guys are making a difference in your own community. I mean, it's not just in um, your city where you're at, but it's in Connecticut as whole, you guys kind of service, is that correct? Yeah, we service a lot of Connecticut right now. Okay, awesome. Um, well, I, a hats off to what you guys are doing. I love the business model. I, you know, I love that you guys are taking something that people consider as trash, and turning it into a renewable resource and back into soil, where people can 
once again, grow more food. So mm. everything you guys are doing is awesome. Thanks again for joining us on my corner of the universe. Is there any final words you want to impart? Got scraps, make soil. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sam. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rex. Take care. If you liked today's episode, you can find more information at mycorneroftheuniverse.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.